Welcome, Sacred Disruptor, to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, modern medicine priestess, golden age business mentor, and marketing muse for spiritual entrepreneurs. In this sacred temple, we explore what it means to embark on your spiritual journey towards sovereign embodiment, multidimensional leadership, and social justice while honoring a business of integrity. Gathered here are some of the world's leading mentors, healers, and revolutionists alike as they share activating codes of guidance and transmissions of wisdom that will empower you to thrive. As a sovereign leader, you are here, embodied in your truth and on your evolutionary mission to answer the call, move the masses, and activate your legacy for the generations to come. You are here to unleash your medicine. Welcome home. Hello, 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 and welcome back to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and let me just say how excited I am to be sharing with you this conversation. If you know about me, I'm very, very discerning on who I bring on this space and who are the people, especially in the world of marketing, that I want to be sharing with you all, because there's a lot of inauthentic, cold, and just cookie cutter business marketing tactics out there. And it makes me cringe. (laughs) I've been doing marketing for over 14 years. And the people that really bring the smile to my face are the ones that are unapologetically themselves. They're answering the call. They're choosing to be part of the solution. And they're sharing with the world how we can do that. How can we really implement real change? And so it was inevitable for me to have Fallon Satterfield here. And I've been following her for a while. And I remember just seeing her content just being so transparent and raw about racial injustice and the difficult conversations people don't want to talk about. And I know she's tired of it. And she's She's on her mission and she's sharing her truth and she wants people to be transparent and real and she's leading the way. And this is why I love her. And with this Aquarius stellium we're in right now, the cosmos, they are rooting for us to be the revolution and to be the solution to implement real change in our communities and the world at large. And this woman is doing it. This is the definition of a boss ass bitch. I love her so much. And this is a very transparent conversation, not just about marketing, but how can we really start to transcend our identities from childhood and religious upbringing and conditionings so that we can be embodied in our truth and share from that space unapologetically. And so I know Fallon feels it. I feel it for sure. We're calling forth for integrity and embodiment in this world, especially those who claim to be spiritual teachers. How can you unapologetically be you? How can you go forth and really answer the call and be part of the solution? How can you also nourish yourself when the burnout comes through? Because we are piercing through the veil and clearing out generations of trauma, of conditioning, of upbringings that aren't sustainable for where we're going. And so if you don't know Fallon, get your ass over to her Instagram and start following her. She's very big on infusing mysticism and branding 
And how can we start to really become like conscious influencers and and show up with a strategy that is centered in soul? And she's very she's she's just leading the way. That's all I can say. If you go to her Instagram, you see what's up. If you haven't followed her, check it out. But she's here to really deliver digital content that is transmuting the fear-based cookie cutter way of doing it and seeing that as strategy. And she's calling it up so that we can really show up and lead with embodiment, speaking your truth and your voice and sharing your passions with the world and do it that is in a way that's intentional, do it in a way that is transparent, authentic, and of integrity. And so in this episode, we're talking about the evolution of conscious marketing and the world of business. We're talking about how do we start to transcend the identities from childhood and religious upbringing to embody your truth, showing up in your community and online with integrity and embodiment, and how can we really begin to redevelop our digital content marketing strategy. And of course, we had to talk about the rise of allyship and the burnout experience and just keeping your eye on the prize when there is so much division going on in the world right now and allowing God the divine to just guide us as we are answering the call. So this is a really awesome conversation. I encourage you all to Take a screenshot, tag Fallon at Fallon Satterfield, tag me at Sabrina Riccio and at Sovereign Society Podcast because we want to hear who's tuning in and make sure you join us over at the Sovereign Society, which is a new free group that I've created inside Mighty Networks where we can come together and really collaborate and discuss. And there's so many exciting things coming out for you because like Fallon, I'm, I want to help you create from this space of authenticity and realness and to be part of the solution. It's time to start putting the pieces together to speak up on the injustices and to say enough is enough. And I'm choosing to lead the way we are rooting for you. And this is the time for you to really embrace the evolution of conscious marketing. So let's dive in and have a good one. Enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome. I'm really excited about this conversation. I have Phelan here. And before we push record, we were talking about how we miss dancing and like being with <laughs> our ladies and going out. But you know what? We're here. There's a greater plan unfolding with all of this. And I feel like this has just been such an opportunity for us to really hone in on why we're here and how we're here to serve. So I just want to say thank you, because if there's anyone on social media who's unapologetically showing up, it's this babe here. Like, seriously, <laughs> your post is just so unapologetically truth and like transparent and I think the world needs a lot more of that right now. So I just want to say thank you for going there when a lot of people that. don't have the courage to. I receive that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So it's interesting. Like your journey has been really inspiring. Um, just hearing how you've built this business. And, you know, here we have two marketing muses here and I went to school for marketing and, you know, I've been studying this for 14, 15 years and. 
it's really interesting to see how it's evolving right now, because mm-hmm. I think part of us like being at home and really reevaluating a lot, we're understanding what's important as to what we're going to be sharing out there. Right. Yeah. And how we can use our platforms to really promote not only social change, but community. Yeah. And so I'm just curious, like to hear like what's been really fueling you right now or what you're watching with trends and marketing and things on how it's unfolding and Mm -hmm. what, you know, how, how this is all going to play out in 2021. Yeah. So for me, it's been like realizing that because we've been in a pandemic, right. And a lot of people are just sitting at home on their phones all day, whether it's, you know, on the phone or, on a iPad, computer, TV screen, whatever it is, there's to me on the practical side and the psychological side, like an increasing amount of an increased amount of stimulation that is causing people to become less uh, attracted or drawn to old styles of marketing or because we're seeing, you know, <laughs> on TV and on commercials where everyone is, is honing in on this aspect of unprecedented, unprecedented, unprecedented times. Um, we're seeing these patterns and more easily able to identify things that are making us feel disempowered or making us feel targeted or um, causing us to feel like, you know, this kind of marketing isn't something that I'm drawn to. Right. And especially in the online space where there's just so much talk about around personal development and making money and all of these things, there are these larger conversations being had now about, you know, speaking your truth, going after what you want, um, showing up unapologetically, like you said. Um, And I think that that is changing how we create and how we receive what other people create, you know? And so um, for me personally, I really stand solid on the foundation that your marketing is an art and an expression of yourself and your soul. And, you know, you have to be authentic. You have to also keep in mind, you know, being how you, how you impact other people, because you can impact people from a place of fear, or you can impact people from a place of them being empowered, you know, within themselves um, with how you express yourself or how you show up. Right. So Um, in terms of marketing, I just really feel like it's moving into an aspect of transparency, authenticity, uh, full self-expression. And then not only just talking about, Hey, I can help you get these results or, Hey, here's what I have, but more so of like a lifestyle embodiment of like, how does embodying this energy, this mindset, this way of being allow you to create your own life and your own truth and your own way, if that makes sense. So yeah, because to me, I mean, marketing, what I've always loved about it to me, marketing is your creative expression. And I feel as though your business is going to evolve as you evolve. Right. And so because we've also had like this time to slow down and we've had like a wrench thrown in of like <laughs> what our normal plans are, where we've evolved. And so oh, yeah. I think like people's bullshit meter on social media and marketing is also like fine-tuned. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. <laughs> it's fine-tuned. And so it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how how things evolved and truth be told, like, you know, I've I've been building brands for 14 years and 
for a while, I felt really stagnant about social Mm -hmm. media and marketing in my perspective, because I was just like, oh, it's the same thing over and over again. But like Mm -hmm. you shared, now that we're demanding authenticity and realness, everyone's paving their own paths. Right. Of course, Mm -hmm. strategies in a way can still work like, oh, for Instagram, focus on reels. That's what they're pushing (laughs) on the algorithm, strategies like that. But how you show up isn't going to be the same for me as it is for you because of our experiences and our passions and our gifts. And so um, I think this is part of the conscious marketing in that sense. And I would just love for you to share like what you're feeling about the evolution of into conscious marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, so for me, when I use the term conscious marketing, it's more so of like, and a marketing in a way that's expansive, right? And that has so many elements to it from the language you use, from the vibration of the words that you put into sentence structures and how those, uh, sentence structures can cause someone's consciousness to shift someone's energy to feel differently, um, for, you know, them to have a, any kind of shift. Right. And so I think it's more so about having more, like, what is your intention behind your content? You know, that kind of thing. And then also is that intention combined with an embodied way of expressing or channeling what you want other people to experience, know, feel, do, et cetera. Right. Um, I, I use this term a lot too, like new, the old paradigm of marketing where it's like, you know, fear-based hurry up and do this. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like even TV, like sometimes I'll just turn the TV on just to analyze, like, what are these big companies doing nowadays? And it's a lot of, uh, things that it's, it's, it's harping on consumerism, but in an unhealthy way that's presented as positive. And I think sometimes in the, especially in the online space, we can accidentally be doing that unconsciously. And so when you think about conscious marketing, it's like, how am I delivering a user or reader experience or way of understanding this problem or challenge or way of getting something that they desire without shrinking their consciousness to where they're at right back down to where they are right now to make them feel like an intrinsic lack that they Mm. need this thing. And that there's a distinct difference between that and having, helping someone have a subconscious and conscious journey or experience that elevates them into the possibility of what they can do with having something or like having a coach or having this joining this program or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think it's important not only for how we show up as leaders to express as conscious leaders, but also like it impacts how people's experience is with themselves in something, right? Like a lot of times I've been there where I've joined programs from fear and you joining programs from fear, you're going to go into it with fear and then you're going to get lackadaisical results. And then like, you don't even finish the program or you, you know, drop the payment plan or whatever it is, because the energy that you joined it from and the way that it was positioned to you isn't actually the energy of what you want to create. So you almost kind of just fall off. You know what I mean? And totally. so I really feel like marketing has to be aligned, um, from a perspective of not only 
what you're saying, like, and how you present it, but what is the visual with that? What is the, um, intention with that? What is the, um, the overall goal with that? And I feel like it has to all be in the same frequency of how it's expressed to the moment that the person ends the the program, the coaching session, whatever, you know what I mean? 100%. And I know I've definitely have fallen victim of that, but I think also because I didn't have that level of awareness. Mm -hmm. And so I think as more and more people are doing the deeper work and what was coming through too, when you were talking was like, more and more people that are becoming higher earners are more yeah. conscious and aware. Oh yeah. That's what's helping shift the paradigm of business. Yep. And that's like, I love the term sacred disruptors. Like that's what I call my collective, my community, because we are here to shake shit up. Yeah. And I feel like because we are able, and we've done that work of ourselves, we're able to see what's going on and, you know, call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the disruption that I feel like has been part of um, like what, you know, the past year of like the shutdown and everything, like we've needed to recalibrate timelines, especially in business. Right. And so this is part of the recalibration process because from here on out, these like fear, pain, uh, strategies of promoting or speaking, they're not going to be accepted because mm-hmm. people are tired of being in that pain story right. and they're exhausted. Their nervous system is like fried from the amount of stimulation from negativity of the news. We saw that the last six years, let alone <laughs> yeah. in mainstream media. And now it's like, okay, not only is there like a breath of fresh air, but there is a recalibration process of like reflection and we're going, you know, we're here in Mercury retrograde as mm-hmm. you know, this episode is out as well. And it's in an air signs all year. So it's very mm-hmm. mental. Mm-hmm. And so we are yeah. having to take a real look on our mental state as to why are we investing in this program? Why are we following this person? Does, you know, this um, offering or service make me want to be a better person? Mm-hmm. Or is it just continuously keeping me in a consciousness trap loop of mm-hmm. unworthiness, of not enough, of playing small? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's interesting that you bring that up too, because I feel like that's one of the biggest things that I've heard when I ask people what's holding you back from getting what you want. I hear the same language and it's almost like this language that was created at the very beginning of this industry where it's like, stop playing small or not showing up. And so one of the things that I always ask my clients, I'm like, if I asked you that question before you had entered into this space of where you're at right now, like, would your answer be, I'm not showing up? You know what I mean? And Mm. I think that it's important to realize when we've taken on the language or identities of things that have been marketed to us, and labeled ourselves because that's actually something that creates more um, of those loops that you talked about. And also like the resistance to uh, it's harder to get out of it when you've associated mm-hmm. yourself with a standpoint of reading something. Cause I mean, I've even caught myself in that space before, you know, you start reading something and you're like, Oh yeah, some of that matches me. And then at the end, this person's like, that means you're X, Y, and Z. And then you're like, really? Like, 
and then you start questioning yourself and you have like, no, 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 no. But right, it's so a gaslight many, in a right, way in that right. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it's like, things really do have to change in terms of, you know, how do we galvanize people into our movement? Not was just with the intention of what our own goals are, but as a collective, as, you know, people who are empowering other people to build wealth and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm like excited because I think um, I do feel this decade is going to bring a lot more wellness and spirituality. And so someone like me, for instance, I started my deep spiritual work in 2012. So I've already gone through not only a seven year cycle, but like I've been I've purged out majority of those cells unless (laughs) there's still recurring trauma stories that I still kept inside. And so now that there's like this second wave, actually, I would even consider it almost like the third wave of uh, people waking up. Mm -hmm. Because there's some people who've just been like on the path for maybe like two years. And then there's people who haven't even started, Mm -hmm. you know, that deeper work. And so I'm curious to hear, um, you know, how your spiritual journey and your awakening has really um, helped you reevaluate how you choose to really show up in your Mm -hmm. work and how you're you see that it's a it's they're really one of the same and there Mm -hmm. is no separation between the two. Mm, yeah. So I would say, oh my God, this is such a good question. So my journey in general, I feel like just my life here has been all about speaking my truth and not suppressing myself and not molding myself in various environments or around specific people because I was afraid of being judged. You know what mm. I mean? Um, that was like the epitome of my childhood, you know, growing up in a extremely Christian household where, you know, it wasn't accepted to like want to be with another woman. Um, I was, that was like the epitome of my childhood. So suppressing myself or, you know, being in this space where I had to pretend to be something that I was not so that I wouldn't get reprimanded. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really the beginning of my spiritual awakening was me being in a really kind of toxic relationship And having to, you know, navigate my identity through that because I didn't really have anyone else to reach out to. And I had to ask myself, like, you know, who am I? Why am I in this space? Like what patterns have come from, you know, me in childhood being in this position and that kind of thing. And it was a lot of of self-contemplation that almost feels like a blur, you know, like it's almost like when you start having your spiritual awakening, you really feel like the whole thing is a blur. It's like, I went from here to here, to here, to here, to here. And I became this different person so fast that it's like, I don't know, like what happened in between. It just felt like a vortex of, of transformation and change, but ultimately how that served me in, in, you know, the evolution of my business is actually becoming safe with the fact that not only can I, is it safe to be myself, but also in that hard lesson of, of grounding into the safety of being myself and choosing my identity, that I also receive abundance from them. And it's almost like the thing that you the thing that you're here to learn that feels the scariest is also where the gold is at. You know what I mean? So that's been huge for me. And 
there are still moments where, you know, I might post something online or I'm doing something. And then I start to question myself, like, am I doing too much? Like, what if this is like, what if someone's judging me? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. Going into these old, um, thought patterns of shrinking myself to fit the mold of what is right in society or what's Mm -hmm. good enough or what's not too much. You know what I mean? And so, and obviously in those moments, it's like really that lesson appears again, where it's like, you don't, you don't have to shrink yourself, right? Like, I really believe when you're in your most fully expressed, uh, essence of yourself, that that's how the, the, all of the good of the universe is able to come to you is when you're being all of yourself, you know what I mean? Um, 100%. You know, so that's been really my awakening and I, my journey started in, 2018. So I'm like maybe three years in and I'm like, you know, just rapid growth, quantum leaping like crazy. And I can't say for the future how that shifts. But what I do know is that as I do continue to have an evolution, it's like even my mission changes, my purpose changes, my ideals change, like my whole, how I see myself changes. And I think it's as a human, it can be hard to like let go of those old parts of yourself because you're Mm -hmm. constantly having to recalibrate to like, this is the person that I'm choosing to be. And even though I don't all the way feel like it right now, like, and then you get to that point and then it's like, you want to, you're changing something else. It's just a constant change and I love it, but it's still hard. You know what I mean? Of course. Well, it's, you're getting out of your comfort zone time and time again, and you're having to challenge yourself. And it's a lot of what Caduce and I were talking about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast too. Um, it's just that as you continue to evolve, so too will the level of where you need to be, that embodiment mm. of who you need to be of, of, of in that space. Because, you know, like just starting on your spiritual journey, you is not going to be the same as mm. someone who's been through hell and back has gotten the wisdom and the guidance. Like there's different embodiment levels and spaces and expansion of your frequency and your energy that will continue to evolve. And I feel like it's, it's all about the strength of your nervous system. And so if you continue to expand, 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 like that's a cellular frequency that Mm -hmm. your body has to be prepared to also receive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, embody and hold as that sacred vessel. And it's interesting when you talked about a lot of um, the religious upbringing, because I think one of the biggest marketing scams has been so much fear around God Mm -hmm. um, and the condemnation and the martyrdom. I know I for sure lived through that. I share all about it in my book of my journey um, of how I've had to really transcend that religious dogma And I think that's been part of the beautiful thing, too, is that everyone's really cultivating their own relationship with God. You know, I think there's just a lot of um, the ancestral conditionings and patterns. We can take what resonates. Yeah. But do we if it do we have to, like, embody all of that? No, we take what resonates and release the rest to be open to receive more of like our our personal relationship Mm -hmm. with God, our personal relationship connecting with Yeshua. Like that's been my whole journey um, Mm -hmm. of how I've, and I talked about that was the last episode I had of the year of 2020. It was bridging the gap on the new age to Jesus movement Mm -hmm. of like, we are here to be in a space where, you know, we are being led in this now moment. 
Yeah. It's not a condition of what was because then we're actually missing the beauty and the and the blessing it is that God has provided for us in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally resonate with that. And um, it's interesting. I was having a conversation similar to that too, where someone had asked me what my practices were for, you know, like connecting to God. And it was interesting. I had to reflect and say that I actually, I have practices, but they're more so for my own personal energy, but my connection with God is ever present. Like it's always like a subconscious knowing in my mind at every moment that I feel connected to God, even if I'm, you know, frustrated or struggling or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, happy, whatever. It's always like an ever present connection that I know I'm being heard. I know I'm being held. I know I'm being seen. And that any time that I want to talk to this, <laughs> this universe, I can, you know? So that's interesting too. It's just so different across the board for everyone. Yeah. And I think like the best way to honor God is to be you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's about like you being unapologetically you because that's the best way to be in that space of gratitude and that reverence of like, you're here, you're using me. Like I'm here to help be that vessel mm-hmm. to share the truth and the wisdom, you know? And that's mm-hmm. the thing of like stepping, you know, out of the egoic mind and just allowing yourself to be that sacred vessel for that divine flow Mm -hmm. to come through with your work, to come through through your service, because Mm -hmm. we're not doing this work just for us. We're doing this work for our, the generations to come for our communities, for those who have been disempowered or have Mm -hmm. been silenced. And if we have the privilege of being able to connect, like not everyone has, you know, Mm -hmm. this internet or this opportunity. Like if you think of the bigger picture of the whole world, there's not a lot of people that have the blessing to have this wisdom and the guidance that, you know, you can just tune into a podcast episode or go on a Zoom and have this conversation. And I think those are the little pieces we need to remember about when we show up and be of service. It's like, okay, with what I have, how am I going to make the most of it so that I can create that ripple effect for those that I may not even be able to touch because Mm -hmm. we're all still part of this universal field together. Right. Absolutely. I love that. And so I'm I'm really excited to see, you know, how this continues to unfold because I just feel like a lot of people have like I don't want to say enough people, but I'm gonna <laughs> say like there's been a a large chunk of people that have been devoted to their personal healing that is what's going to create that ripple effect for the generations to come. And I think We need to continue to focus on that frequency, on that energy, be aware of what's going on. Like I've been really big about listening to both sides and Mm -hmm. then making my own discernment through my own experience, through my own judgment, through my own, um, yeah, discernment and what my heart is telling me, because Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to see where people are wounded that are acting out the way they are. And instead of like, pointing fingers at them, blah, 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 whatever. I'm just choosing to like give compassion because obviously they are hurting so bad that they're acting out or they're completely unaware. Right. And so that's where I use my platform. And I know you do too, to be that voice, to speak up. And we need to have these uncomfortable conversations because it's the only way 
we're going to continue to evolve and be on the true path. I don't even say the right path, but the true right. path. Yeah. With a capital absolutely. T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because I just think, um, you know, we're, we have so much information now with the digital content and digital marketing. And I think it's really beautiful that we also live in a time where we can gather together where, you know, you can share your gifts, I can share mine, someone else can share theirs, and we can just create this like powerball of truth and sovereignty and integrity. And so I'm curious to hear, you know, how do you see um, integrity being the forefront, you know, of uh, digital marketing in that sense as well? And um, how with this Aquarian age of community, how you're seeing community has really helped make this world a brighter and <laughs> a little more sane place. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in terms of integrity, that kind of goes back to what I was saying about like it being more than just like talking, but an embodiment, right? Like a mm -hmm. visual embodiment. Like I want to hire the person who I can see isn't just like talking about what they're doing and saying, oh, this is the results that I have and blah, blah, blah. But like, I want to visibly see and feel the embodiment of what you're telling me you'll be able to support me in doing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and beyond that, what I believe about what's great about the community aspect of everything is that community allows you, of course, being in the right community with the right people allows you to, um, or should I say people in their truth, people in their integral truth, um, because that's different for everyone. Right. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I believe that being in a community that is conducive to your truth and allowing you to express that um, is important for getting back grounded within yourself as a person. Because again, mm -hmm. like I feel like so much of the industry thus far and not just our microcosmic coaching industry, but just in the world, everything has been teaching us to outsource our power and other people or in what other people have done or what other people know. And while I feel it's important to learn and add to your tool basket and to have, you know, um, different understandings and perspectives other than your own so that you can create your own you know, positions on things in your own strategies for things and your own beliefs around things. Um, I think the a major component of success is having self-trust and sorting out your decision-making within yourself, not outsourcing your power in other people. And so I feel like that's great for, in terms of community, because you get to commune with people who are in their truths um, for the most part. And then you get to, um, hear that and then maybe become encouraged in your own way um, that allows you to consult with yourself about what your specific beliefs or standpoints are on those things. Right. Um, yeah. So how do you feel the evolution this year, especially with allyship? I don't like to use the mm. term anti-racism. Mm -hmm. This is very like, it's very much of like, you're still, it's still mm -hmm. there. 
yeah. word and that power is there. So I'm very discerning on the types of words I use. Like Mother Teresa would say I would never be like anti-war, but I would be pro-peace. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a mantra that I consider. And so I'm very discerning on what type of words I use. And so right. what are you seeing is going to be the rise of allyship um, in <laughs> in this year and even beyond? Yeah. Hmm. That's a good question because last year when this topic came up a lot um, after the George Floyd incident, um, I honestly, I felt like things were really accumulating momentum, you know, Mm -hmm. then, but I feel like after having spent so much time in the educator position of that last year, I almost became burnt out and almost Mm. kind of lost hope. And I just started to not even think or speak so much on it as heavily as I was before. And I think that's because, you know, with allyship, there were so many people who were, you know, there for it when all of this happened and there's this tragic event. Um, And then it just seems like people kind of fell off, you know? And of course there were people who were committed to it. They started shifting their business models. They were educating themselves on, you know, intersectional identities and inclusivity and like all these different things. And it was, and it's great, but I really do think as a collective, as a whole, I mean, especially with everything that just happened and everything that is happening in the world, Um, there's a lot of work to be done Mm -hmm. in terms of removing our, removing self from self and our experience and expanding into the greater collective experience. I feel like a lot of people haven't necessarily taken the action to come out of their own experience and really see how things based in history and the present have, you know, accumulated into things like white privilege and all of these Mm -hmm. other things. Um, And honestly, I can say that I'm not, I'm not um, upset at that because I really feel like the way that the universe moves is in its own timing. And whether it's in my lifetime or not, I know that things are changing Mm -hmm. and things are shifting. So it's almost like, you know, there's only so much I can do in my own experience to not stress myself out about what other people aren't doing. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you're going to be an ally, great. You're going to take the steps to educate yourself. You're going to be consistent. You're going to, you know, if you get called out or whatever, you're going to hold yourself accountable. Right. But Mm -hmm. in general, I just feel like I'm at least grateful that things are moving and they really are. But then, Mm -hmm. you know, once things start moving, there's always something that comes up again for a new level of healing. And that kind of just me as a black woman, it can be mentally daunting sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, emotionally daunting. So a lot of times lately I've had to just remove myself from conversations or not engage or not even just say anything to blatant ignorance at all, just because it's like, I'm here to do my work and I can't let what others aren't doing distract me. You know what I mean? I think it's important, you know, to continuously check in on your friends who are black, on your friends who are indigenous, on your friends who are brown, a person of color um, in any form, because 
This is a deep ancestral, mm-hmm. like purging that's happening. Yeah. And so, um, and more than just like, how's it going? Like, how mm-hmm. are you? But mm-hmm. like, ask a real question of like, how can I support you? Is there anything you need? And I think that's what's going to help lift us up together as well. Because I've been saying, like I shared on the first episode this year, the biggest matrix to dismantle in this country is white supremacy. Yeah. Like, that's the number one thing. I mean, the white man stole the land from the indigenous. And I think sometimes people forget that when they're like, oh, this is an American. I'm like, this is American. Like, (laughs) this is exactly what America was. And I think it's important to have that because like, it's it's been challenging for me growing up. I never considered myself white because my grandfather was very, very dark Italian. And I've had like, a lot of um, experiences with that of seeing how, you know, I was raised by my immigrant grandparents. So right. like, I, I felt like I was like an Italian living in California. Yeah. <laughs> like very traditional, like you said, same, like very strong religious Catholic upbringing. Yeah. And there's been a lot of that to dismantle. And, you know, something I know that's what fueled me to even start this work was to speak up for those who've been silenced. Yeah. for too long. Yeah. And so absolutely. I do, I think it's beautiful that we are having more of these conversations and there also needs to be a time to understand when to take that time out mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it can just be so much, it's not all of who you are. Your mm-hmm. color of your skin is not of who, is not all of who you are. We have to also mm-hmm. remember like your gifts and your beauty and your grace and your medicine. Those are mm-hmm. the bigger pieces of who you are. That to me is allyship. Right. That to me is understanding, like, let's focus and celebrate people's gifts Mm -hmm. and their medicine and their wisdom and their stories and to listen. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that going back to storytelling is so uh, primal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's so great about, you know, like, for instance, I've been on Clubhouse And hearing stories and connecting in that sense, I think storytelling does have the power to bring us back to our humanness. Yeah. And that's through that storytelling. That's how we need to show up in our marketing as well. Absolutely. And having that connection, because I think that's been the bigger thing we've all been craving. Like we've been confined. I don't even have my, oh, here it is. We've been confined to these phones and like scrolling, 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 but now and then, you know, being in the pandemic where we've haven't been around people and we've been more to ourselves, it's even more of a drive to cultivate time to connect on like a genuine level. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm excited to see. Um, I just feel like storytelling is going to be like the art renaissance. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to be um, what's happening in marketing and that connection. I think that's, you know, the mantra that goes through my head is that the arrow has to be pulled back before it can be shot forward. And so Mm -hmm. we've had all of this friction for so long and we're all about to shoot forward Mm -hmm. together. So I would love to hear what's really, um, you know, moving you right now and the way that you show up for your courses, the way you show up for your community, the way you show mm. up for your clients? Yeah. For me, the answer is stillness, actually. That's the first thing that came to my brain. Mm. And reason being is because I feel like so much of my life, 
um, probably partially as a trauma response too, has always been about moving like the next Mm -hmm. thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And in that space, you get a lot done, you're successful, you get everything that you want, but then it's like, who am I? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And like, Mm -hmm. where, like, am I enjoying this? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so for me, especially being a Virgo and an Aquarius moon, like I love working, I love technology. Um, And so I've had to really focus on like actually slowing down, like for me, like self-care, like, um, you know, trimming my plants, cleaning the leaves, the small things on a daily basis that allow me to actually be present with the being that I am. You know what Mm. I mean? Um, That's been really, really transformational for me because it's kind of like you just have so much more clarity and it's not even clarity in what do I need to do next? But it's like clarity Uh and like, I'm here. Like, Well, it balances the overstimulation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It balances that overstimulation. And I think we're still learning on how to adapt. Mm -hmm. Because technology, like phones (laughs) and the internet, is still relatively new compared to humanity. Right. And so there is an adaptation period um, to it all because... Like it or not, this is this is what's going to be, you know, yeah, how we go through it. And I think that's really beautiful that you shared, like watering your plants and cutting your plants. That's what I was doing this morning mm-hmm. and making giving myself permission to do more time with that. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's part of the slowing down. And I think when we allow ourselves to slow down and to be present and hon- harness in our breath and just be here now. I think that's when the clear downloads come through too, Mm -hmm. on how we actually be of service, Mm -hmm. how we're actually being called to step up, how we're actually being called to serve. And so, I mean, I think it's going to be a whole new uh, way of being. Yeah. And I just pray that we can sustain it once things like run back up and things mm-hmm. open again, mm-hmm. um, because I think we get so um, consumed mm-hmm. by like what's going on, what's like. When are now, we opening now, now, back now. up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so much of that consumption, um, but I've just been doing my best to find and to understand that where I am in my experience right now. There is a nugget of wisdom and gold that is mm. not only going to help me, it's going to be helping someone else down the line. It's going to create a trifecta effect on and continue to spread out. Yeah. And so I just have to trust this process. Yeah. And so yeah. I, what do you feel about, you know, honoring? I always live by the mantra too, honor the journey, trust the process. How has mm-hmm. that been? Um really unfolding for you as you continue to pave your path in this new paradigm of business, in this new paradigm of marketing? Yeah. So for me, how I feel like I have learned to best operate is not planning so far ahead, but having the end goal of what I am completely certain 
is my reality, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So for me, that allows me to just be impacted and take note of how the divine unconsciously guides me. And I take note by, it's just so, if you look back on your life and like where you are now versus where you were before and you see how things happened, it's almost like a literal guarantee that you're being guided, you know? And so for me, I have taken so much conscious note of that, like, oh, this happened and then that led me to this. And then this, I didn't even think of that. I just did it and this happened. Um, That has been a grounding factor in me knowing that I am being guided, but also I don't, this might sound weird, but I'm really into astrology and numerology in terms Mm -hmm. of like, why is that weird energy? Well, weird, weird? (laughs) weird because like, I almost use that as a verification of who I am and what I'm here to do. What does that mean? So for me, yeah, for me, so I'm in like my life path number is 22, which is a master builder. I've been here before multiple times. I'm here to like go big, like people who are like night life path 22s. I think it's like Oprah, Kim Kardashian, like all these people that we hear are like on the, on the front of all, a lot of movements. Right. And whether they're good or bad or however you see them. Right. Um, and for me, it reminds me of my strength energetically in numbers. Like I am a number person, even in my marketing, like I teach people like how to like basically use numerology to calculate their words and sentence structures and the frequencies of that. You know what I mean? So it's like that along with the astrology aspect of everything, like the of things, the placements, the houses, like when I look at the chart and all the, the (laughs) shapes in it, like there's something there that just speaks to me that allows me to feel like I've got this, you know what I mean? Like totally. It's just like unexplainable in a way, which is why I was like, this might sound weird, but it's like, no, not at all. You know, so I'm the same. I mean, to me, like with what I'm doing with my market market strategy and teaching is like, how can I be the bridge between (laughs) modern mysticism and market strategy to help people cultivate a sovereign business, meaning a business that is in alignment with your integrity? Yeah. And from that embodiment, because. Again, maybe technology isn't going anywhere and neither is the mysticism. Right. You know what I mean? Like these are ancient wisdoms and tools mm-hmm. that have helped us in the fact that we have an opportunity to blend the two together and create something that is so powerful, yeah. something that is so uh, genuine and in that integrity to not just yourself, but the frequency of what we're going around. Yeah. If you can understand the energy that we're navigating through, And then if you're like, okay, like for instance, I know Mercury retrograde is here. This is going to allow me to do this, this, and this. Like, I don't want to be like, you're ruled by this. And that's like things like the moon and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to have give power over those things, but I want to work co-creatively with these energies because Mm -hmm. if they're already going to be like on the path with me, Mm -hmm. how can we work with these tools Mm -hmm. to help bring up allyship, to bring up marketing, to bring Mm -hmm. up being part of the solution. How can we see? We're in the age of Aquarius now. This is about community, collaboration, Mm -hmm. rebellion, Mm -hmm. and we're shaking shit up here. 
Mm-hmm. And we shake shit up when we are embodied in our truth and we are embodied in who we are and we don't allow anyone or anything outside of us to steer us off course from our sovereignty and our integrity. Yeah. Plain and simple. <laughs> and so, I mean, I, that's where I'm excited. And that's something I've been um, excited to support our mystics in business because so many of us have been doing that deeper work for a long time and yeah. we have medicine and wisdom to share. So let's let's blend in this marketing. Let's blend in social media. Let's blend in these platforms with our, our teachings and our medicine so that that energy can create that ripple effect so that we can, you know, work with the numerology. We can mm-hmm. work with um, the frequency because it's all frequency. Right. Exactly. In that sense. So I'm excited. That's what I'm excited about. I'm excited to see um, more intentional marketing, I think would be mm-hmm. oh, yeah. a really good way to it, describe it. Like you said, and we talked about earlier, it's not about harnessing and honing in on the fear. Mm -hmm. It's not about like always talking to pain, pain, pain. Let's talk about pleasure. Let's talk about the bigger picture. Let's talk about becoming the solution. Yeah. And so I'm grateful that there's women like you that are doing that and using, you know, your level of expertise and your passion for astrology and numerology and things like that to create a more meaningful voice mm-hmm. that um, is really trickling out and inspiring people. Like people who've come across your Instagram are moved and inspired because there's there's a reverence and, a, and, an, and an intentioning that's, that's vibrating, that's magnetizing mm-hmm. to it because it's inviting all of us to really look within. It's inviting all of us to really have that courage. Mm. And so I appreciate your work and your medicine. That's why I was so excited to have you here. Um, but before we close out, I would love to ask some lightning round questions. Yes, I'm into it. Let's go. <laughs> okay. What does sovereignty mean to you? Mm. So it is the ability or desire or doing of deciding what you want to believe and curating your reality around the standard that you want to see for yourself. Mm. What's your word for 2021? Love. Oh, I love that. Yeah. What would you say to younger Fallon? Mm, Yeah. What I would say to her is that you don't have to be so hard on yourself. You don't have to try and be something that you're not to be accepted or loved. Like you are whole and perfect and wonderful. Just how, just how you are. Mm. So what is that driving force that's, that's empowering you to stand up, to speak up and to show up? It's definitely honoring my, my child, my inner child. Um, the one who just, oh my gosh, I don't even, I can't even recall or remember really who I was in that moment because I'm so far removed of the sub- suppression aspect of myself. But it, she, as I see her in my head, she's just this small, tiny little girl who's like in a corner, like afraid to ask for what she wants, afraid to, you know, step on someone's toes in case she's too much. Mm. Um, and so for me, it's like rem- coming into the corner, like picking myself up, hugging myself and, p- and carrying myself into this space that I'm at now and that I'm continuously growing into and healing, which is just like full on expression. And also 
not just in the regard of how I use my voice or how I write, but also in what I want to do. Because honestly, I'm more than a marketing strategist, you know, like Mm -hmm. I have so many other things that I see for myself in this lifetime. And I just am continuously grounding in the fact that the universe rewards me for being my fully expressed self. Amen to that. Yeah. What animal totem has been guiding you lately? Ooh, manatees. Manatees. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I have not heard yet. Manatees. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm here for it. That's <laughs> awesome. Like, I don't know what it is, but that's also been something like even in the third grade, I did a project on manatees. I don't know why I was ever obsessed with them, <laughs> but it's just them. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Where can we find more of your medicine? Yes. Yeah, so on Instagram, my name is Fallon Satterfield, F-A-L-Y-N Satterfield. Amazing. And what last little nugget of wisdom do you want to share to whoever's listening? Yeah. So what I feel is important to say is that it's, it might be hard to feel into or believe or live out at first, but I truly believe that when you are fully yourself, like unapologetically showing up as yourself, no masks, no, this is what makes me look professional. No, like this is who I have to be to be successful. And you just show up and, and be yourself. Like you magnetize wholeness from a place of wholeness. And whatever you deem as wholeness, whether that be in your financial life, in your relationships, in your whatever, when you can show up and be that for yourself, that's when you have the other things show up in wholeness too. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so here for it. Thanks so much for coming on and for sharing with me this deep conversation and for going there with me and for just, like I said, continuously, not even in just this space, but just continuously showing up and being unapologetically you in your wholeness because it's empowering other people and inspiring other people. Hey, I can do it too. (laughs) Yeah. And so thank you. And thank you everyone for tuning in. Go check out Fallon. And I promise you, you, if you've never seen her content before and her goods, this one's (laughs) a fire pistol and I love it. I love it. That's why I was like, I need to get this bitch on because I love, (laughs) she is so great and she's just unapologetically her. And I think that's what we need to see more of. So again, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcast. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam. Satnam.